Hey guys, and welcome back to the Penny Spans podcast with your host Kia. And this is a podcast we aim to dispel your myths, simplify difficult financial jargon, and rectify your own personal problems. Happy Monday. We are back again with another amazing episode. And we're going to be touching on something that affects everyone, but I feel like isn't spoken about enough. So we're going to delve deeper into this with our special guest. Guest, who are you? Hi, I'm Celine. My name is Celine Error. I am the founder of Solutions, which is a social enterprise that I set up to create solutions to the problems surrounding mental health. So we do this through hosting events, workshops, and pumping out tons of free content across our online platform. And you are killing it. Everywhere I look, Solutions is there. Thank you. Genuinely, you are doing so well. Thank you very much. But before we get into that a bit more, I want to ask you, how did Solutions start? Ah, okay. Fantastic. So I always tell this story. It started in 2018. So a year after I had graduated from uni, I went to um, uni of Leicester. And while I was there, I really struggled with anxiety. Like it was really bad. The people around me, they weren't helping me. And it wasn't because they didn't um, care. It was just because they didn't know. So I started thinking, how many people have been in a situation where Mm. you, for example, how many times has someone said something to you and you're thinking, oh, I don't really know what to say here. Mm -hmm. Like it happens. Yeah, it happens. So people just don't know. So I was like, surely I can't be the only one feeling this way. So what should I do? And I started to post content about signs and symptoms to look out for if like your mental health is a bit rocky. Um, And here we are. Here we are doing incredible things from 2018 to now, five years. I know. Oh, she's a toddler. (laughs) She's a toddler. (laughs) Does it feel like that? Does it feel like it's been that long for you? No, like when I, because it's going to be, she's going to be, it's going to be, oh gosh, I really don't know. (laughs) Okay. Um, Five in April, so next month. Oh my gosh, so close. It's so close and it's just making me like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that it's been so long, but it doesn't feel like it's been that long. Like, I feel like I just started, probably because for me, there's a lot that I want to do. Right. But damn. It's been a journey. It's been a journey, but a really good one. Yeah. So I want to delve a little bit deeper when it comes to mental health, right? Because there's a lot that can come with it when it comes to finances. And I feel like when we talk about finances quite a lot, it's just about you need to save, you need to do this, don't be in debt, all of this. But people do feel the type of way when it comes to their money and their mental health. But I want to ask you, is there a link when it comes to mental health and finances? 100%. 100%. Money rules the world, honey. Money rules the world. And if it rules the world, then it's going to have some effect on you. So like people forget or they don't know that if you have poor mental health, then you're likely to have problems with your money. Mm. And if you have problems with your money, you're likely to have poor mental health because there's like a cycle there. So one leads to the other, which leads back to the other. So it's a really rough cycle, but there's definitely a link between the two. Okay. I think that's that's always good to solidify. I think sometimes people feel like they're crazy like yeah, I, I, this crazy. shouldn't be affecting me it's just my money no, but you're not crazy money money is how we do everything like you need to be able to pay for things there isn't anything after that comma you just need it's to be true, able to, to pay, pay for things, things. It's and true. if you can't it can feel like not only do you get stressed but it can lead to depression like long term can lead to anxiety maybe you don't know how you're going to afford things like it can really really Play with your mental health, definitely. So what are the key factors that you'd say that really affect people's mental health when it comes to their finances? Like what what are some of the key things that can really impact? I think it doesn't really matter. You know, if I'm honest, I don't think it matters like what your situation or your circumstances or what level of 
of wealth you're at, money could still be stressful. The um, um, the amount of money you have can still be stressful. So I don't necessarily think that there are key factors because I wouldn't want to say that somebody who is in debt mm-hmm. is going to struggle more than maybe somebody who is quite wealthy but doesn't have good money management. Like both of them could still feel stress, could still ultimately struggle with anxiety, depression. One person doesn't know how they're going to, you know, um, afford the next bill. but And then the other person perhaps isn't managing their mm-hmm. money well. So they're not seeing any results from it, if that makes sense. So I wouldn't necessarily say that there are key factors that would determine if a person's going to struggle because yeah, you, you, you like can never, you can never really tell. Right. Could really be anybody. How can you identify if you are struggling with your mental health? And mm. I want to ask you this because I think the first time that I really came to terms of it was myself at uni. Okay. Right. So at university, you know, it was a very stressful time for me, especially when it came to our finances, actually. Yeah. So there's a point in time where I wasn't getting much money. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find any jobs. Cause as you can imagine, there's thousands yeah. of uni students after like these finite number of jobs. Right. And it took a toll on me, but I don't think I ever made that connection. I think I know now that I was, I had anxiety and I was going through depression because of it, right? But I think at the time I convinced myself that I was just a bit tired, you know, it's it's, it's nothing. Okay, you don't want to get out of bed today. It's just because you're tired, really. You haven't rest, rested enough. But yeah. what, what would you say are some of the things that people should look out for when it comes to their mental health? So there are... Quick telltale signs that I would always say, okay, look out for these. So whether it be you're eating a lot or you're not eating enough, mm. uh, you're sleeping a lot or not sleeping enough. Like those are really, really big ones. Perhaps you're becoming more irritable. Uh, perhaps you're like not seeing your friends or your family often and you're not trying to talk to anybody anymore. Um, things like that are usually telltale signs that somebody is struggling. Maybe you're not even looking after yourself physically. Mm. Um, and I will say like, Going back to what you said about how you would say that, oh, it's because you're tired or whatever. Listen, if you're struggling with your money, it's okay to say that it's because of the money because we think that it makes us shallow mm-hmm. to say, do you know what? Money is an issue because I don't have much right now. And we think that makes us sound like shallow or that all we care about is money. But like I said before, money is around everything it's that everywhere. We do. It is. So if you don't have enough of it or you if you feel like there is a lack of it, it chances are it will affect you and it's okay to to say that because it's only when you do say that that you can think okay here's how I can get out of it mm. it's not until you say do you know what I'm struggling with money that you can think okay who can I research online to mm-hmm. look for tips and this is how they find you do you get yeah. what I'm saying so yeah. you have to admit that okay I'm having a money problem right now yeah so yeah if if that is you then Okay. Then I think it's it's, okay. it's it's okay. I think I think that's that's what people need to hear. That like. yeah. it's, okay it's okay to be struggling. It's okay to, mm-hmm. to kind of come to terms with that. Yeah. So I want to ask you when it comes to looking after your mental health, what what are some of the things that you do? Actually, me? I'm going to ask you first. What are some of the things that you do to look after your mental health? Oh, me. Um. So I do a variety of things to look after my mental health. So first things first, I will always, always, always go and meet or speak to somebody that I love. Like there is something about social connection. As humans, we are social beings anyway. Mm -hmm. So we like to be in connection with other people. So if I feel like I've got a lack of something or I'm not feeling too great, I know that meeting somebody that I love will boost my mood 100%. Um, What else do I do? I like to give myself time as well. So uh, recently I've just been 
kind of out of it. So mm-hmm. I just give myself that time, do something that I would like to do. So whether that be binge watching like something on Netflix, for example, I've just been watching, been watching you. Oh, I haven't watched the, oh, the new God. season yet. Mm. So Is it good? So okay. Good. That's new me. That's new me. Yeah, just, just hang in there. Okay. Okay. Just hang in okay. There. But yeah, um, doing something like that or going to do an activity, depending on what I need, that will tell me what I need to do. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really good um, tip as well. So like trying to figure out what exactly you need. So for depending on how you feel, you might feel like you need comfort. You might feel like you need someone to be there with you or you need a hug. But sometimes I might feel anxious and I need to like push myself out of my comfort zone a bit. So I'll do something like uh, rock climbing or something. So that wow. I can like push myself. So I like to think about what it is that I need. And then go and do the corresponding thing. But in order to even get there, I would like journal so that I okay. can really, really pinpoint my feelings. Because sometimes it's not until your thoughts are on paper that you can see them, that you realise, oh, this is what's really going on. So I know I've said a lot there, but start with the journaling and then realise what you need and then do something. to, to align with feel, it, yeah. yeah. What is journaling? What are the benefits? And how can you get started when it comes to journaling? Journaling is the act of writing your thoughts down. Um, I would say the benefits are one, like I just said, allowing yourself to actually see your thoughts um, and allowing yourself to think through them because sometimes we don't realize what's going on. So when we write it down on paper and as you're writing down, as you're mm. thinking consciously, okay, this is what I'm writing, you're kind of processing as well. So it does help to process any like difficult emotions that you are experiencing at the time. Um, and it can be a calming thing. It can be calming. Um, also quite like cathartic, like it allows for mm. a release as well. <sighs> How would you get started? Don't complicate it. Don't, over- don't, don't over- think it. Don't think that you need to go and buy this journal that you saw on TikTok. Just get a pen and a paper and just write down what comes to your mind. Really? Just write down just how write you're down feeling, anything? I'll tell you something. So you can do a brain dump, right? That's my favorite thing to do when I feel overwhelmed. And if you do feel overwhelmed, stop right now. <laughs> go and get the <laughs> pen and paper. Set a timer for like five minutes, something quick, and then... As the time is going on, just write down every single thing that comes to mind. Don't worry about if it makes sense. Don't worry about if one thing links to another. Don't worry about it. Just write it down. And then when the timer goes off, just look at what you've written. Mm. And then you will see where your mind is at. And then it will allow you to either connect things or just figure things out. And then I always say that once you've got everything on a piece of paper, then you can start to strategize. You can start to think, okay, you know, this is more important here. Maybe I can rank priorities. This is important here. This isn't that important. This is how I can problem solve this. This is how I can problem solve that. That way you actually give yourself like a pathway and you clear your head as well. Yeah, I like that. I think it's really good. Sometimes I get very overwhelmed because I have so many things going on. And you know, when you've got, you're like, okay, I need to do this, 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 this. And you just don't know how to order them. But I feel like once you, like you said, you put them all into paper and you're like, Okay, cool. I can actually see everything yeah. that's in my brain. Out of sight, out of mind, for real. 100%. For real. So write it down. 100%. Get it all down. I like that. Would you say mental health is a taboo topic to talk about as well? Yeah, traditionally. I feel like we've made some progress. People are talking about it more, but more can be done. Mm-hmm. There's still stigma, still all 
Mm, yeah. I can tell you that, oh yeah, I'm feeling overwhelmed, but I won't tell you why. Right. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So there's still that little... There's still that barrier there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And especially if it links to something else. Mm. So now if you add finances on top of it, it's like, whoa, 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 this is too much. I didn't sign up for this. Yes, <laughs> so yes. It's a lot. Um, it could be like health as well. So maybe you're, maybe you feel a way about a health diagnosis or something that's wrong and then that's affecting you mentally because it's linked with something else now. You don't want to talk about it. So it depends. So because of all of those, I'm going to say, you can say yes. Yes, yeah. it is. So we were just talking about it, right? You have a very interesting stat when it comes to young kids yes. and money. What was that stat? Is that about 20% of 11-year-olds are concerned about money. Wow. Having anxieties about money. That is so young. It's so, so young. And it, it breaks my heart, honestly, because I'm thinking like this, you know, when you get older, you're like, oh, this should be such a carefree age. Mm-hmm. It's like you're stressing about money is really, really sad. And I was, I just couldn't believe it. When I think about that stat, mm. it could be a number of things, but I think the most likely cause is that that's probably the age that kids are more aware of the surroundings, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're more aware about their household maybe some of the struggles that go on in the household. So naturally, if you, if you see a mum or your dad struggling, you're probably more aware mm. of that. And maybe, you know, we're in this cost of living crisis, especially now, and we've been through the pandemic, it's people who parents don't, maybe don't have the money, yeah. we're having to cut back on things. So now they're worried. And it's, but it's, it's so sad because they're so young. Really, really sad. Speaking of the cost of living crisis, there was another one I was talking about, um, like 50% of young people's, um were worried about the cost of living crisis, mm. which is understandable. Um, and it was causing like disruption to their daily lives. It was causing disruption to their diet, to their sleep. And it was just like- 50%, that's such a, that's such a big percentage big as well. Percentage, big percentage. It's like loads of 20 to 25 year olds are stressed out at the moment. And I think 80% were concerned about finding a job or mm. their income like with the whole cost of living what's going to happen and as much as like there are different factors because when it comes to young people it's a whole different topic to talk yes, about money so that of course you know cost of living crisis there is that but also if we want to be honest can we be honest is this oh, an honest this podcast, is an honest, podcast <laughs> an honest place let's be honest there's a lot of pressure on young people to try and afford things yes. that they don't yes. need well, do you know, I don't know if I can say that they don't need, but that, yeah, that they don't need. Yeah, that they don't, <laughs> to put it plainly, you don't need they it. Don't need. You don't need it. Um, and like a lot of people are putting pressure on themselves to try and keep up with the Joneses and it's it's causing a lot of harm. Yeah. Like the mental stress, like yeah. the comparison game, the thinking that you should be somewhere else when you're not, that whole thing, it's really, really affecting people's mental health. Yeah, like 100%. I'm, like people would go to extreme lengths. We're talking like maybe loans and stuff like that to try and afford things that, again, don't need. Yeah. <laughs> to try and look a certain type of way. And then in the end, it's just ruining their mental health mm-hmm. because now they're stressed because maybe they have loads of debt and they can't keep up with it. I think this is the thing, and I keep coming back to it time and time again, it's... Social media, Social right? Media. It's this perception. You want to be perceived a certain way. Yeah. And it's because people aspire to be like these rappers or these influencers who have these things. Yeah. But even then, 
I'm not talking about rappers, but influencers. How do we know that they even have the things that How you're trying to get? How do you know? How do you know that it wasn't their yeah, friend's bag exactly. that is in the picture? Exactly. And loads of people rent things out. So you don't even own it. So now you've paid thousands of pounds for something that someone paid hundreds of pounds to load To have for two days for, two for, days. for a little photo shoot. And now you've got like, it. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. But it's, it's such it's a shame. It's really sad. It's really sad. It's, it's really, really hard. And I think that's why it's good to have people like yourself and places like solutions where yeah. people can actually prioritise their mental health and they can yeah. say, do you know what? It would be nice. Of course, it would be nice to have designer bags. It would yeah. be nice to have a nice car. But if you can't afford it, mm-hmm. is it worth going into debt mm-hmm. to the detriment of myself and my, my physical well-being, my mental well-being, yeah. all of that? It's, it's really not worth it. And I feel like mm-hmm. the more we have these conversations, the more people can understand. Because I know when I was at university, it was a big thing to like you had money yeah. you know go to these places go and buy bottles and yeah. I knew I knew guys who were, who were throwing it on credit cards or getting paid their loans to, yes. to act like the big guy at uni yes. and they didn't have the money in the long run you're just in debt and now you're stressed out because you're in debt exactly but it doesn't you have to ask yourself if it's worth it, it and nah. who's coming to beat you if you don't have the latest if you don't have a Van Cleef baby who's coming to smack no you no one's coming to smack <laughs> you if you have an iPhone 8 <laughs> no one's gonna say anything. They'll say, Nobody's "Oh, your phone," but they'll move on. Like we do have to get out of our own heads. Like we we, we have that spotlight effect, and we think that okay, people are watching us, but mm-hmm. everyone's focused on themselves. Obviously. That's the thing. No one's watching what you got. Exactly. I think when you remember that everyone's vain, yeah, and everyone only cares about themselves, <laughs> exactly. right? Is there's no point just for a little Instagram like? It's really no point yeah. at all. Let me ask you then: How is your mindset? To money, I think this would be good. Maybe it's a good conversation to have together. I, don't, I never get to talk about even my mm. mindset towards money. But what's your mindset towards money right at the moment? So it's interesting because it's changed ever since I became an entrepreneur. Okay. So it was very much, okay, money is something that you just hold on to. Like, nowadays, I need to hold on to my money. But becoming an entrepreneur is... Now it's like, okay, well, you have to spend it to make it. So if I know that I want to make money, I know that I need to spend some yes. money. And... That's not the reality for everybody, but mm, it's really been helpful. I think most yeah. entrepreneurs I've met have told me the same thing. Like, yeah. if you want to elevate to the next level, you have to spend you have money. To you spend can't money. hoard it all because you're never going to get there. Yeah. And it's like, even with um, money sitting in your account, like, it doesn't do much. No. Yeah. No. So you, you just can't, like, nothing will happen if you hold on to your money. It's very so true. you have to put it somewhere, whether that be in a course that's going to give you a, a return because then you implement it and then you make the money back or you're investing in something that maybe you don't have to work on, but it gives you money. But either way, you have to put your money in something or do something with your money to make it work for you. So what are some, some of the ways that people can open up the conversation with their loved ones and talk more about men- their mental health, right? Because... I know that some of us have parents mm. who perhaps don't see mental health as a viable issue, right? Mm. I know some people may feel anxious and you tell your parents, you say, that's nothing. You know, back in my day, it was like this and they kind yeah. of dismiss them. But what are some of the ways that people can open up those conversations with their loved ones, whether it's their parents, their family, their friends, mm. to say, hey, I'm struggling. People think that the answer is going to be complicated because of how complicated it is to have those conversations. But really and truly, the answer is to just start, to just ask. I think because people like people make assumptions that a conversation will go a certain type of way. So they might shy from it, like, completely. But I think actually just 
having the conversation, just asking questions will surprise you. Um, maybe for somebody who finds that they have someone who isn't really responsive to their feelings, maybe asking about the other person's feelings. Mm. Because you might find that, let's say, if you take the topic of like African parents, for example, someone who's very like just dismissive of, oh yeah, just, you know, just get on with it. But then you ask them, oh, have you ever mm. experienced this? You'd be surprised because now it's about them. Right. And we're humans, so we always kind of want to speak about what's really going on. So you might find that they'll be open to actually sharing. Actually, yeah, one time I did feel like that. Oh. And then you can kind of, oh, well, actually, I'm feeling like that now. Mm-hmm. You get like the yeah. same way. Um, and I think with friends and stuff like that, yeah, again, just having the conversation. Um, and if you find that someone isn't really... If you find that you, let's say somebody you know might some something might be bothering them, then asking twice. Mm-hmm. Like, I've asked you and then you haven't really given me an answer, but I know something's wrong. Just, okay, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Because that could be it, you know. That could be it. That could be the difference between somebody opening up and then somebody not opening up. Just asking twice because... We're British. If you ask... Yep. <laughs> if like, you, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. If you say... You're right. Yeah, I'm, I'm right. That's all. Are you sure? That could be the difference. That could be the difference. So asking twice and setting the scene for the conversation as well. So doing, having a conversation that is around something, a topic that's quite tough, is easier to do when you're doing something that is very relaxed. Mm. So let's say you're shopping you're just walking side by side with somebody and you're shopping because you're just so relaxed. It's easier for the conversation to flow. Mm. You don't, it doesn't need to be like intervention based. Like we're sitting across the table. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about this Let's right now. Let's talk about your feelings yeah. because it's, it can be tough. We can be guarded. So something as relaxed as taking a walk or just shopping. Maybe you're even doing food shopping. Yeah. Just picking stuff up. It's easier to ask. Oh yeah. So how, how have things been? Like there are other ways to ask how somebody is doing. It doesn't always have to be, how are you? Mm. So if you kind of find different ways to ask how someone's doing, like, okay, how's your week been? What was the biggest thing that happened to you this week? Mm. You know, what did you learn this week? What would you have changed this week? Mm. And then you kind of just find that there are just many different ways into the conversation. So yeah, being open. Celine, thank you so much. Brought so many gems to this episode. I know it's going to help so many people. Yes. But for anyone listening and watching who wants to keep up to date with what you're up to mm-hmm. and be in tune and follow Solutions, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Solutions UK. So that's at C-E-L-U-T-I-O-N-S UK. And then you can find me on Instagram at Selinski or on Twitter at Selinski. So that, that's at C-E-L-I-N-E-E-S-K-I. Amazing. You have been wonderful on this thank episode. You. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And to everyone listening and watching, we'll be back again next week with another episode. Yes. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>